that was the new music. Shout out to Chris and Matt. Yeah. Chris and Matt, I think there's a maybe a bit of Josh be put in there. Ooh. Some bass. It's really it's nice being around talented people. Yeah. That was a fun day when we come to like record all the guitar parts and stuff. And I really yeah. enjoyed that. I know. It it kind of it, I remember when we used to do that in your bedroom. Yeah. With the Logic Pro. Yeah. It was very alien to me, that kind of stuff. I had like that old MacBook where the screen was like hanging off of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All taped together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's the, the crazy thing about like how there's so many creative people in like our, our circle, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like oh, our circle kind of sounds a bit, you know, funny, but the, um, how everyone can get together and kind of make a little bit of, yeah, you know, imagine Chris is such a talented. Yeah, like watching him sit there and sort of create that and then say to me, I want it to be a little bit more like this, a little bit more like this, watching all those like little pieces come together. Yeah, yeah. Like, damn, this guy like really knows his shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never actually, after all the years, like we recorded in a band when we was younger a little bit, hmm. but it wasn't... Um, it, it was so long ago you kind of remember and the i remember the studio guy kind of he was taking charge so yeah it was just like you go in you record your bit i'll do the rest do whatever but he's picked up so much from all the touring yeah. and and like a lot of it because um he always says he doesn't know much about like music theory yeah but his knowledge on like dissecting music and stuff, when mm. even when we sit in the shop and listen to how he speaks about music that we listen to in there, yeah, and how he breaks that apart, yeah, I'm like, you really like you know a lot more than you think about mm. this. Stuff. I think that's why music frustrates him sometimes. As yeah. well. I thought it would be um, that he's his um, music, his um, stand on music is completely different to mine because his is very. Um, uh, Mine is about feeling, and I, yeah. with my creativity, my creativity is a bit different. I, I won't have like a formula all the time. Yeah, I understand that there's many formulas, two things, and they kind of create this bigger picture or or whatever. But his is very to the book. Like there is a rhythm, there is a thing. Yeah, you need to stick to this, you know, and, and blah blah blah. And I'll show him a song that I'm like, doesn't this make you like feel good? And he's yeah, like, he's like, but, but these parts don't match. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. These yeah. parts shouldn't be together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the fact that they don't. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Oh, and he's like, oh, angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Chris. It's a really really nice piece to do and, and quite nostalgic for like the um yeah the pop punk era i know that you weren't really i wasn't there for it really i was i was a big 50 cent fan <laughs> <laughs> shout out 50 yeah. <laughs> so i mean man it's been uh, we haven't sat down like this since the first podcast and the first podcast was very crazy because it was quite yeah. overwhelming we were going really youtube yeah you know, with it and really wanted to do all the like we wanted to tick all those YouTuber boxes. Yeah, yeah. Make sure we were doing everything right. And then the more we sat down with the guests and the the fruition of everything, like how it come through. Remember those walks that we used to take with each other? Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, we should, maybe we should start a podcast. to kind of come around for, you know, anyone that's kind of listening and doesn't know. The, um, the podcast actually come around from, A, people mentioning it all the time in the shop. It, it was it was getting like to the point where it was like once a week, someone would say like, you guys should do a podcast. Yeah, and we would we always like, look at each other like, and another we? one? Yeah, and um, I guess it's nice that people want to hear 
what you have to say or of that yeah. that was in of an environment where it was kind of funny. So I think we were trying to take that environment of the the humor and shocking in, into yeah. it. And then the more we've kind of sat down and done with the guests, it's kind of come from really the angle that we set out for, you know, yeah. like push the boat out a little bit and now yeah. it's sailing down the river a bit, you know. Um but what a mad what a mad couple it's, of it's been crazy. It's been super I don't want to say like busy because that makes it sound like I haven't wanted to do it. Mm. Makes it seem like work. Hasn't felt like work, but it's been a lot to do. Yeah. It's taken up a lot of like consumed a lot of my mind space. Yeah. The whole time we've been doing it, but it's been it's been a trip. Yeah. It's been great. The people as well that we've kind of been exposed to in that sense is just, you know, the, the, the stuff that people don't see behind the scenes of this podcast are probably, which we should try some way to capture because yeah. some of that stuff is really, really magical. You yeah. know, that that stuff. The people that we've met are just so... That's That's been like one of my like favorite takeaways from us doing this is like the people I've got to meet along the way. Yeah. Like coming from not really knowing anyone in the industry to getting to meet these like real influential artists and stuff and like seeing how they came up and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And like one example is how um Jack how nervous he was. Yeah. Before we done the podcast and stuff. And he was like super nervous about being on camera and stuff and then as soon as he started speaking I was like this guy's a natural man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's crazy to see some some human side because I, I know Jack. I've I've known him um, for a couple of years, but the the real thing for me, um, we've I've met Jack in spells, as in like yeah. in different parts of my life. We did guest spots. I remember I was I did a, a kind of filmed interview kind of tattoo over at Cloak and Dagger years ago, and. Um, uh, I've never actually had to, I, I remember saying to him at the podcast, I was like, we've never sat down and spoke like this about, yeah. you know, your, how you started or how you feel and how you get creative and stuff. And maybe that gets kind of lost with some people when you really see the human element to someone that they're not just this like big, you know, untouchable f- yeah. force online that there is. a that, That's kind of the perspective I had of it all. Like all these people we're speaking to, they'd almost like look down at me like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, right. Who is it? Like Mike's little like tag along. Mm. And I was always there like, oh, what if what if they don't like me? Yeah. And seeing like the real side of it is, everyone's just people. No, yeah, yeah. We're all just people at the end of the day. Everyone's got their like story to tell. Yeah. And it's been nice to like see it. Just have people come and, show me that you can still be a normal person and mm. be really successful at what you do. I think as well with, with that, like it's crazy how much insecurity gets in the way of that creative process yeah. that that could really stop a moment, can't it? And that's all internal, you know, of just like something you feel about yourself. Even with us, we've been, you know, making YouTube thumbnails and stuff. And yeah. We're just like, oh, do we have to do this? And then we kind of sat today and going, we're not going to do we're that. Not, we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're, we were getting lost in the source. Forcing, you know, forcing something. And, and I think the guests have been great and having them, what they want to say is is so good, you know. Like um, hearing Russell's 
um, yeah. his creative spell of how he gets creative. And then hearing Jax of Jax is like, I will never do a, a stencil, for example, that isn't immaculate. Yeah. You know, I would I wouldn't do that. You know, I couldn't deal with it. And then Russell's was like, I just put a little bit of the stencil on and then just to try and do the rest. Yeah. It's it's what it's one's worst nightmare. Yeah, it really one. is, yeah. It and, really then, is. and what I've learned from this and what is kind of great about what we were trying to get through with the podcast about there's a whole journey to this, the mentor with an apprentice and an apprentice to a mentor that you're, if you're going to learn something or there is something to be learned, you are always still a student. So it almost feels like we went for that angle, but it was two students now, Yeah, you know, yeah. two students because it never ends, you know, and um, the seeing him and them talk about it shows you that there is no wrong answer. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's I, no one definitive way to do everything. No. And I remember hearing a saying one time where it was like, um, you know, a genius holds, a genius in their head holds two it's, it's kind of like two sides of the thing. It's like two outcomes. Yeah. So it will battle and drift between both instead of being it one-sided, you know? And um, yeah, I was super, super pumped afterwards after hearing everyone, you know, tell their story yeah. and all this. And you kind of get lost in the every day. What's happened? Oh, are we back? We just, oh, we just had a little blip, I think, there. Oh, okay. That's fine. I it, thought you was going to be like, I haven't recorded any of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it come up saying the roadcaster or something had, uh, had kicked in or something like that. But, um, yeah, the the idea that it was, um, uh, that there's still so much to learn and there's yeah. so many different avenues and there's, there's so many different ways of doing everything that there is no wrong answer. Even doing the webinar with Russell. Yeah where, you know, I had to kind of say to people at the start of being like, look, there is this way. I'm going to tell you this way. And Russell is going to tell you one way. And there is no wrong way. And then it almost found, sounds like when I hear it from a perspective of someone trying to learn that you'd be like, I need to know an answer. Yeah. But I guess that's the thing with art and creativity. It never has an answer. It just is. You know, yeah. yes, there is a an element for the machines and the inks and the and the needles and the things like that that everyone has a an agreement with you know of kind of like this is how you do it this is what's going to tear up the skin this is going to be bad yeah. for the skin this is going to be heal bad whatever or um you can't do so much on the skin or etc but the actual teaching of the execution in the person's hand the the bit that makes it an art form you know, than it not being just mechanical in a machine. Because yeah. then a, a, a computer could just do it, you know. A computer could just say, okay, well, that's the formula. Okay, code the formula and you'll yeah. get the perfect tattoo. I don't think that would ever happen because it hasn't got that human flair to it. It hasn't yeah. got what Russell has. It hasn't got the mind of what Jack has, you know, in, in his or, you know, what Josh has in, in on his side, you know. So it's, it's um, yeah, it, it's a really magical kind of moment to, yeah. to be able you to even, make it. Like, even seeing it, even today, like just walking around the shop because I'll do like my run and I'll watch Uto for a little while. I'll go and watch Chris for a little while. I'll go and watch Jess. I'll go watch Josh. Go watch Belle. And everyone's doing something like ever so slightly differently. But it's working for everyone. Yeah. And I like to think like maybe I could take a little bit of that 
try that, take a little bit of that, take a little bit of that. Mm. And it it is like something you can't recreate with with like robotic stuff. No. No. Everyone has their own like f- specific flair. Mm. And I, I think that's what I do enjoy the most. Like after the after the guests we've had on, I've always been so pumped to get back in the shop yeah. and just start working again. Yeah, yeah. Which is is such a the thing is is that I I think that creativity and art it it can be taught. There can be a teaching element to it. Yeah. But it just it it is kind of a, a it's kind of like a being, isn't it? Like you yeah. can't really put your finger on what it is or what makes it something that you could pick up or learn or what there is to learn about it. Um, it's kind of just there, you know? Yeah. And I think everyone has it. If you have something that you're passionate about, A, you have to like it. You can't learn yeah. something if you don't like something, you know, no matter how much you pick up the thing that you don't like. If your heart's not in that place, it can't. You can't be creative. I don't think. I yeah. think you can work a machine per se. Yeah. Apart from say a camera, a camera still has that creative edge to. You yeah. have to look at the lens. You have to be in the position. You have to do whatever. I remember um, a little while ago because me and Chris talk about like photography sometimes. Yeah. And he said like, you could put a hundred pound camera in the hands of someone that knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're going to take a better photo if you took an absolute novice off the street and gave them a five grand camera setup yeah that five grand camera setup isn't going to make them take a better photo exactly yeah and that like when he said that to me that really spoke to me i was like yeah it's true it's, it's completely true and, and we had a message actually from one of the messages from prentices talking about machines for yeah. example and then they're asking what machines to buy. And it's crazy because, like, machines are really expensive. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're really expensive, you know. Um, compared to when I started, you could buy a couple of coil machines for, you know, 200 quid. You know, mm. I'm, I'm sure there's machine builders out there now that, you know, do them around that price. I haven't really seen the market for a while. But the, um, the machines are big business. They're very expensive yeah. these days. So you've got people that are coming off the... Um, you know, off of working free labor or in like yourself in in apprenticing, thinking, how am I going to get one of these machines? So yeah. the, the message was kind of like, should I get one? I don't want to be the artist with all the gear and no idea. Hundred, yeah, you know. And um, that's when I I sent them that message for the um, it was a a video I saw from a very talented tattoo or maybe in portugal or spain or somewhere like that and they had made a machine through they used tubes and needles yeah but they made it with a toothbrush and then 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 yeah very similar like thing at the end of the day yeah it was just grabbed out of the packet it was all new they were doing it in the tattoo shop but by anyone that's listening to this you know this is a professional tattooer um they were broke down the machine wrapped it all up it well, they were obviously an engineer to some degree because i followed him afterwards and i saw that he was making bikes and stuff yeah. like that he has extensive knowledge of that kind of stuff he's obviously looked at it once and went that's really easy to make you know? well when you um when you showed me the coil machine mm. and like i had the one that was all in pieces and you had to like put the coils together and stuff yeah and i looked at that and i was like this is a doorbell mm. 
Yeah, so I was like, "This is just a doorbell." Yeah, yeah. That's what. And the older ro- the rotary system is the same kind of thing. Yeah, there's old tattoo illustrations where they have the doorbell set up. Yeah, it, where it dates back to like the it's like 1860 or something like that. Been going around for a while, yeah. but it's, I sent them that and said, "Look, because the guy does a tattoo on himself, and it's just immaculately clean. Yeah, you know, it, it looks great." And it's like that tattoo machine probably cost under a tenner. The expensive part was probably the tattoo equipment that yeah. used with it, like the grip and the needle and with how tattoo supplies are going these days. Mm-hmm. He bought a toothbrush and a bunch of stuff and that was it. And and it, it was immaculate. It was the, the, the craftsman behind the tool, yeah. you know, that was there. So, and then they were like, I was like, obviously don't. I'm not yeah, saying buy don't, a toothbrush. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what I'm trying to get at is the um the knowledge side is such an important part to any aspect and and the feeling and 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 how you're doing it. And I don't want to sound too whimsical, but it's kind of like a fleeting kind of moment for yeah. you know, trying to get something right. When you're buying the tools to do that, that almost is secondary. Yeah. It's about capturing the moment of your creativity, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's something that comes along like later on as you through your like learning experience as well, if you know what mm. I mean. Well the equipment? The equipment side yeah. of things. It's like once you've got those fundamentals down, then there's maybe parts you want to fine tune. Mm. And maybe this machine will do it a little bit better than this machine does. Yeah. And that's when you really want to start worrying about like what machines you're using. But to begin with, I think it's probably best to just work. I might be wrong, but I just to work on those fundamentals. Uh, I think you're right because I I have a box of machines, so I went through them all, and I can pick up any of them. Yeah, it'd be fine. It's the knowledge, yeah. you know. I, I could hear the machine and and change it and do all that stuff, but that comes through practice and understanding and. Sitting with the tools and understanding, you know, something. I don't think there is that. There's always that thing where it doesn't matter how expensive the machine is, you can uh, request a machine to someone or say, Hey, I've been trying this, Mm. try that out. And you just try and you go, I just don't like how it feels in my hand. Yeah. So that, that goes into then it being quite like fluid, doesn't it? With like, you're almost attached to your equipment in that sense of like like a painter is with a paintbrush. They don't care if the brush is 500 pounds more because they're like, these are just my classic yeah, brushes. I, like I look at the one. art I've made with it. You know, yeah. It speaks for itself. And you'll look at them and go, they're like, they look gross. You know, they're, yeah, they're yeah. covered in paint. They look kind of crazy. But it can't capture that that moment in it because yeah. it's it, it's embedded in it. You know, a, a new brush may not do that. It, it may not ever get that back. Yeah. You know, it's like some people prefer their old cars, you know, and they get a new car and it feels really alien. Yeah. You know? I've got, me, I've got screwdrivers I've had since I was like 13. Yeah. And I'll never replace them because mm. I, I just like, I like the grip on it. Yeah. I like how it feels. Mm. So I can, I, I can kind of relate to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you will. You got your first machine. Well, you've got you got a machine before, but you got a a new machine. I did. Yeah, yeah. very exciting. From Russell. Yeah, shout out to Russ. Thank you very much. Yeah, 
after your profound talk with him. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that talk. That was yeah. great. I remember like sitting in the car with you afterwards and I was like, mate, I can't wait to go back to work. I just, I can't believe he did that. I got a load of messages from people being like, he is such a nice guy. And I was yeah. like, he is nice. When we spoke to him, he was really nice. Yeah. Again, he was super nervous. We, yeah, he was, yeah. you know, talked to him about it and he, he was kind of, you know, a little bit self-conscious as well. You can see this, you know, that human element yeah. to someone that, you know, he was really appreciative as well, like of the opportunity he kept on saying that and I was like this guy's a really nice guy you know a real down to earth guy yeah and then from people from the outside who don't know we did a webinar afterwards and we we made ticket sales for for that you know to come and learn um just for tattoo artists and um he said my bit of the money don't don't give me um he's like you can pay me the remainder but buy Joe whatever tattoo machine he wants or whatever he said to keep it a secret. So I had to do that on before mm. on your behalf. But I thought about those rotaries. I was like, it's nearly like a grand. Yeah. You know. And he was like, Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. They didn't even blink at it. And yeah, I appreciate that. So it's such a nice gesture. And like I didn't really know what to say at the time. Mm. Kind of got like a little bit flustered. I was like, someone would do that for me? Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> fuck. He's gonna. He's gonna hear that. <laughs> oh <Joe>. yeah. Shit. <laughs> no, I mean I'm super tough. Me. I was like, cool, man. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, kind of choked up. I was like, that's like one of the nicest things someone's like done. <sighs> that's the thing. Like, it is, man. It is a good community. That's the yeah. thing. It's like you know, I feel bad we made that serial killer one now. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. But the, um, yeah, of just how great people are with our, in the community as well. And that really kind of rekindled a bunch of stuff and really strove for me because yeah. it's nerve wracking to go and speak to some of these people because you think, like, what if they have some, you, that minute before we're about to start and you think, what if they have some wild views about yeah. something that actually don't correlate with mine? And obviously, we normally talk about art and tattooing, but that you meet some people that can be quite wild and aggressive, especially yeah. when they have something to protect, I feel like. They don't just like like the ride. They want to protect their journey as, as well. And, um, yeah, he was just – the, well, the, all the guests we've had are just none of that, you know, and it's just like – Yeah, oh, it's just, been – like after the, after the Russell podcast, I couldn't wait to get back to work. And then after the Jack – like one we done with Jack – I was sitting up till two AM, like drawing after listening mm. to like his process with how he's how he does his drawings and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, "Fucking!" I was, that, that's like my main takeaway from the podcast is like that extra drive that's given me, mm. and almost making it feel because like the levels these guys are at, like it, sometimes it feels a little bit like unreachable. Yeah, it sure. seems so far away. Mm. Where I'm right at the beginning of my journey, I'm like, sometimes you get a bit beat down, or I'm never going to get there. I don't think you ever really get to feel that moment, which is a shame because it's kind of like you just live in it. Yeah. It's just happening and you don't realize. I can imagine like people, I imagine now, say someone like the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something, is people will be like, you're the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they're like, yeah. I know. I you know, know. Yeah. Like, we've done that. We, we've been doing this for years because we're just doing the same material. But I mean, when they first come and it was around and that, you know, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do have that kind of feeling of just being like, you know, that imposter syndrome. Yeah. It kind of goes. I will always look at 
people's art that I admire and I've admired from the beginning. And I'm like, damn, like there's always an aspect to learn where you're like, I wish I did that, yeah. you know, or I could do that or whatever. Sitting down doing the webinars, especially when when Jack did his one, it was really refreshing to see something and be like, I'm, you know, I'm back in the student chair, which is yeah. great, you know, and thinking of being in a rut, not that, not, I, I don't get into ruts. I feel like I, I burn out. Yeah, thing, you know, and then to that to kind of be like, no, you you, you could feel it. You were about to burn out because you're working all the time. But then those little moments when you do that with people and you feel like, oh wait, I'm gonna try that, or it's it's just sparked off something where you're like, okay, let me add this into my creative process, and oh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And when you start enjoying, that's when it starts going and it starts tumbling and it really starts overlapping everything, you know, because burnouts can be bad. You know, yeah. like people get in ruts and you can't create for months or whatever. Yeah. Because that, like, that's kind of not where I was at before, like before listening to Jack speak. Mm. But I kind of didn't really have a direction, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I didn't know where I was going with my artwork. Yeah. And then I sat and I saw like that there were, he had a whole process that he went through and I was like, I'm just going to try this. Yeah. Maybe you learn more from the technical side. Yeah. Like when we're talking about me and Chris appreciating the yeah. different things with the music, you might be more on the Chris side with the tattoo. Yeah, as seeing, in with, seeing like he, how he had like the process of how he works through things and yeah. how like he forms it together. And I was like, I'll try that. Yeah. And I'd done some really nice artwork from it. And I yeah. like got to the end of drawing the stuff and I was like, I'm really happy with how this has come out. Yeah. And then you enjoy it and then, and then it goes around and then, and then it goes in a yeah. cycle. And then it was like, Two o'clock in the morning, I was still up drawing. And then two days later, I've done like 10 of these pieces of artwork. I was like, I'm fucking loving this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, your tattoo looked really good. So this, the snake and the skull that you did. I was really, yeah, I was really happy with how that came out. How that long did like, that take you in the end? It didn't take as long as I thought it was going to take. Uh, yeah, because it was, I remember when we sat down and we were drawing it, I was like, this, there's a lot in this. Yeah. You know? And, um, maybe maybe like three or four hours yeah yeah it didn't take too long but it's probably because you're enjoying it it's just mate once i got into like the zone of it mm. i was really enjoying that yeah yeah and like i, I explained to the guy because i've told the guy a few times i was like i'm gonna really take my time with this one i was like, i've spent a long time designing this and i want this to like really be perfect because mm. this is kind of like a level up for me yeah and he was like, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. So I was like, if, I was like we'll take as many breaks as you want because I was expecting that to take me like seven hours working all the different little bits in. And then once I was in the zone, I was like, oh, I'm fucking loving this. Yeah. And um, I got really, a lot of really nice messages from people about that title as well, which felt really good. You've got a good community of uh, yeah. apprentices around. And shout out to our buddy James as well. He sent me a nice message about that. Saying that it was really Taylor. cool, yeah, yeah, no, man, he's been and he's been when great. He, when he messaged me, that was probably like the the best message I got because me and him don't really talk about tattoos very often. Yeah, and James, since you do listen to the podcast, when are you going to get tattooed by Joe? Shout out to James, that, out that, to... but that was probably one of the nicest messages I got. I was like, fuck yeah, nice, thanks, man. That means a lot. He brought me up a lot on my tattooing, like you know. When yeah. I remember he got tattooed. Um, I can't. I can't remember the artist, but I was tattooing at the time, and I sucked. You know. Yeah. You know, and he really 
helped me like get my you know just letting me like just allowing me to tattoo him i remember i did a um it was a timepiece um from i think it's guns up the the hardcore band yeah and there's a song called time won't change for me i i may be getting that wrong but um yeah so it's a a cracked timepiece with a skull in it and then it has time won't change for me around it yeah it sounds way cooler than i executed it but um yeah i always see those and like it's hard to <laughs> right I done a tattoo on Chris. This is what I was about to say, like with the, my feeling towards it, right? With seeing those type of tattoos, especially ones that you've done years ago on people, because you're always like, oh, yeah. no, you know, like, because you're always evolving. You obviously had to start somewhere and I always want to just refresh them. I did do a couple of cover-ups for, for James. Yeah, you did. Um, and, but Chris has a tattoo on his foot from me. And it's when we first picked up a machine and I tattooed his foot and literally the first wipe on the foot, the stencil just come completely off. It was like the first wipe. Yeah. It, it didn't even attempt to stay on, but I didn't have any solution that would stick on. Didn't know, you know, we just put Dettol on the foot and, mm. you know, kind of cleaned it down a bit and then we got a bit of water and then put it on and then put the water on it and then it was like a blurry stencil. I was like, yeah, there you go, there it is. Um, did one of the lines and then um, did one of the lines and then just one wipe and it just gone, oh. completely gone. And we just gunned it, you know, just just went around. And I always see that tattoo. I'm like, Ugh, you know, and mm. um, and he's like, I'm keeping that tattoo forever. Yeah, you know. And it's funny how like there's something in that piece that is like very meaningful yeah. to him. It's like a milestone. Like that. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that Jake um, James thinks that about his leg, but <laughs> you know, um, he's probably listening to this going, Brad, no, cover it, but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's it's funny that you know, with with kind of art and you're creating and you're thinking about like things of how you want to manipulate and you want a certain look and you want something good, that you always forget the feeling. So with you, with saying I'm designing and I've got a formula for things and now I'm flying, I'm going really, really yeah. well. And then for me, I I design. I got a message the other week of someone that was saying, how do you seem to never burn out? Mm. I was like, well, first of all, that's not true, you know. And um, I always like to look at creativity kind of like... <clears throat> I heard um, someone talk about creativity. It was actually Rick Rubin the other day yeah. on um, our show. He's a producer and he um, explained it perfectly. He said, it's like creativity comes in waves, right? And it's like driving through the desert and you get certain radio stations and the radio stations kick in and you're there and you're having a great yeah. time. But soon that radio station is going to drop out until you get into the next zone. And it's about enjoying it while you're on the radio yeah, station. While you know. there while it's there you have to enjoy it and really grab it or it will go and i think a perfect example of that of like it kind of popping into your head and utilizing that moment because this morning when i come to you and i was like there's things i want to change about the podcast yeah. or i'm happy with the guests and, and all this stuff of how it is but our connection to it is the best word to say it yeah it would like to it to be more in, ingrained in 
what our original purpose was. What we was. wanted it to be to begin with. Yeah, and then we was like, this said, okay, and then we were talking about it and, we, and everything was flowing and then all that stuff. And then we're like, yeah, this is great. Just like the days when we were walking through, yeah. going on those walks, doing Sunday service, doing all, the, all that stuff. And then, um, and then I went back to tattooing. And then I hate that because I have to, I'm very, when I do my creative process, I have to do it immediately yeah and there's and i think he said as well about a um uh a quote by john lennon saying that if you he always had a quote that would say um if you make a song or start writing a song make sure you finish it that day yeah and okay. then he, he was saying about that to be like he didn't understand that at the first and what, me the same when i listened to it and then when he was saying that it's kind of like to stay on the wave of something because it might come out different afterwards. So for me, when I have these moments of like, I've been inspired by something, I have to do it there and then. Yeah. Because if I go, oh, I'll go to the gym or I'll go out for dinner and then I'll do this and then I'll get on it. The, the moment's gone. Yeah. The feeling is gone. That was there. You're trying to like recreate what you had earlier. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. So when I when I have my creative process, I really have to kind of tap in and, and lock in on those moments, which mm. is by feeling instead of then um, uh, there being an actual uh, method for something. Yeah. Like there can be drawing in shapes and doing all that stuff and that would get me there. But it does, what is there to draw the shapes of? There's that yeah. whole bit before that is gone, you know, because there's no there's no inspiration that, that's entered, you know. Um, and a perfect person um, who does that as well is actually one of the first people that I had met that does that is Jess. Yeah. Jess Penfold in the shop. Um, is she will say that she will have these feeling sometimes when she or she sometimes it comes to her in a dream and she'll hop up at night yeah. and have to sketch something down quickly and go back to bed and that's what i'm talking about is that if you leave it it's gone and you may never have it and sometimes i feel like my, on my phone i have notes on my phone where it's just full of stuff and some yeah. days i read back to it when i forgot the moment and i'll look through my notes and it, it, it looks like it's it's like notes of a crazy person, you know, <laughs> yeah. like really from the outside. It's someone, it's someone crazy, like is writing random words down. But if I read that word that day again as a trigger, I know exactly what it means. And some of them get me back. I'll be yeah. like, I remember what I was talking about there. But they'll be like, red burn, um, you know, fox sad, eternal bis or something like that. Oh, and it, it'll be something <laughs> yeah. like that. And then, and then for me, I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I remember on that day, it's like, oh, you were doing this like kind of this fox that was going to leap out of this kind of hole and, and it glows up everything mm -hmm. and the leaves kind of shine out of it. And it is meant to make this kind of process of like you're leaping out of darkness and, and, and all this stuff. Reading that is impossible though. Yeah. Because it's gone. The moment's gone. So it needs to be kind of done in that is moment. It, is it kind of the same as I when you wake up and you want to remember your dream. Yeah, and it's slowly slipping away and, the more yeah, you think about it. Over the next couple of hours, that dream, like even the facts you do remember, they get a little bit obscured along the way each yeah. time until you either remember nothing or you remember something completely different. Mm. 
It's exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really weird feeling, man, because it it can be really, really nice. But then when you get the stints where that's not happening all the time, then, and you feel like you're in a rut then. And that's what, the, you know, this message was about when someone messaged and was like, oh, how do you stay so in tune with, with yourself? And, you know, yeah. you don't seem to burn out and it's just not true. But the, the, the way that I have matured with my art now and even down to with this podcast, what we were talking about this morning and trying to do that steps, I need to apply it into this. Um, yeah. Is that it's, I always wanted to take, we always want to take big leaps. Yeah. Always want to do big strides, big things all the time. Cause that's the way we're kind of programmed to be like, if you're not doing it one big time, then it's, it's not done. But you, um, forget to do all the small stuff. Mm. So what you're talking about, this is where our conversation meets each other. Yeah. So there's mine of coming in and, um, you know, trying to keep everything all together and whatever, um, and being in the moment. And then yours is very much, I've got this process. If I followed this process, oh, bingo, that's working. Yeah, You're doing the small stuff. You know, and I think that's what when I've replied to this person saying that I um how I get myself out of a, a creative rut with that is um you know, imagine that you're gonna go on a hike, right? You've got it's a very arduous hike, mm. it's, it's gonna be the hundred miles, you know. Um, you're gonna be very confident at first and you're happy to kind of be on the hike and you're gonna take these big strides and there is a complete goal. That is going to be that's going to be the hundred mile mark. Mm. That's the end goal. It's the hundred miles. Um, you take big strides because it's easy. By the fifty mile mark, those big strides are gone. Yeah, all your enthusiasm is gone. You're burnt out, right? But it's those small steps that you would never even take at the start of the, what's the point of the hike, you know, to yeah. get out and do these little penguin steps on the hike. You know, you want to go out there and do it big. Um, they're the small steps that will get you home. And it's weird that we don't, you know, we don't do that. We, we don't mix them at the start. You don't go, well, actually, why don't we do the first three hours, why don't we take small steps? And then we're going to start taking some yeah. big strides. We'll go back to some small steps, you know, and really kind of change it up. So if I had to relate it to art in that sense, if, you know, without the analogy, would be I would change something. So if I have something that I think would be good, like photography, for example, I would just do that for the weekend. It's still something creative. I called it active yeah. creativity. So like someone would have a rest day from the gym and they have active mm. rest. When, when it's still cycling, might be active rest to them. It's yeah. not weightlifting anymore. Yeah, they're not, they're not doing their normal routine in the gym. Yeah, but their body's moving and all that stuff. I would do that with creativity. So it might be something like, you know, remember when we started those illustration pages? Yeah. And it was just putting these illustration pages up and doodling whatever. Yeah. There wasn't anything strict or, you know, very regimented about it because I didn't have to do my work 
on it. I yeah. can just do whatever. Because you, you had quite a lot of fun doing that as well, didn't you? Like, yeah, so much fun. I can imagine it was like a nice break for you to just draw. Just draw, like... Yeah, just to be, just to, yeah. just to create something I like. Just, no one has to see it. It got yeah. put on a page that no one had to follow. You know, and it ended up getting some traction on there. People yeah, were like, oh, this is, this is kind of cool, but they're seeing me having fun. Yeah. That's all they're seeing, you know. And I, because none of it was attached to, like, your name either. No. So there was nothing from you attached to that page. It was no just, expectations. It was just some illustrations that you wanted to do. Yeah. And then what happened with that page was it ironed out all the kinks of what I would do mm. with mine. So with my work, I, I suddenly had a burst of like, oh, I can start creating this, or maybe I should do this with that. And, and then you've got the radio station comes back in, yeah, and then you're back. But you did the small steps of going, well, some days I would sit around and do an illustration with Phoenix, say, you know, and um, it will be something very, very simple, that even a phrase that Phoenix might even say, I get this kind of inspiration from people, it's mad, like be doing something and someone might even say a phrase that I'm like, oh, if I said it to them, this is why I don't do this. If I said it to them, I've got a really good idea that I do, that you've just given me mm. and then told them the idea, they would be like, I don't know how you got to that. Yeah, how did you, how did you yeah. add two and two together and get like whatever you've come out with there? Yeah, and but it does. And, 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 and another, again, back to Jess, she does that. Yeah, she'll come in, and we've had conversations before. And I'll, I'll be talking to her, and she'll stop, and she will she will say it. She'll do what I'm scared to say, where she'll be like, "You've given me a really good idea. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to do this." And I will even think I do that, but mm. I still don't understand how you got to that point or to that thing. You know? Yeah, so, I've, I've always really respected Jess as an artist. Yeah, because um, one of the things she says a lot is like when you'll see her when she's looking at other people's work and stuff. And she'll always say, I have no idea how they've done this. Mm. That's how I feel when I look at Jess. Yeah. When I see her like creative process and the stuff she comes out with, I'm like, I have no idea how you've done any of that. I would love to be able to create something like that. Yeah. But even sitting and watching you do it, I have no idea how you're doing that. Mm. And it always reminds me of like back to when we was on walks and we talk about like how people's thought processes are different. Yeah where I'm very regimented and if you give me a set of rules to follow or something, then I can do that bang on every time. But then once once I have to like freestyle a bit, that's when I kind of lose my way a little bit. Mm. I'm like, I need rules. I need something to bring me back in line. Yeah, yeah. Because my brain instantly go, if I deviate from the rules, my brain will go, you're doing this wrong. Okay. This is this isn't right. You're not following that strict path you've set. But I wonder now. Do you feel like now that we've with all the people that we've been meeting and stuff? Yeah, that's like, I'm like that, sort that of kind of breaks that coming rule. away from that. Yeah, and but then also also like reaffirming it as well because that's like going back to the Jack thing, like mm. seeing that he does it. His brain kind of works in a similar way to me, where he's got these structures. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't feel like an alien where I see all these creative people being able to just like pull things out of their mind. Yeah, and, and how I'm, are they doing that? Where in like, their mind where, is that? Where where in your chain of command in your brain is this coming from? Yeah. And then seeing Jack like doing it a similar way to how I would like to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm not 
I'm not the only person that thinks like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And seeing like the amazing artwork he because I and then when we spoke to Russell, Russell does it the complete opposite way. Yeah, he to me, breaks the tone. He's like, like there was no chain of command. Like, this guy is fucking crazy. Yeah. When he told me that he had never done he never does a colour plan. Yeah. I was blown away. Never really like, uses like an iPad to like do no. anything. I was like, fuck. Just guy, just does one little bit of the stencil and just pans yeah. it on and like Dave Tevenal was like that though. Yeah. Like, I'd never felt out more out of my depth, you know, there. And yeah. it was a very, you know, I remember we got to the London Tattoo Convention. He's a perfect example of like just being, you know, yeah. just 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 being an artist and allowing it to, to to happen, you know. Because um we went to the London Tattoo Convention and we already had this mad night at mine where he um painted all the originals for the show and he 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 did like six and a night. Mm. I've got two of them at, at the shop, the ones that are signed upstairs. Yeah. Um, which I was so, st- I was really trying to hold myself together because he's like one of my favorite artists, you know, not just for his art himself, but everything else, you know. Yeah. He's had a very kind of um, hard life and it, it, not that it necessarily shows through with his work, but the it shows through in a way that there's a lot of escapism yeah. that's obviously put him to that point, you know, to be like, he's obviously dived so far. This is, you know, just, I don't know, but this is just my interpretation that he's dived so far into his craft because of the hard life that he's had, yeah. you know. Um, and that escapism really shows in it. It's very fantastical in in, in his process. But we got to London and he, we set up the booth and just one of the world's renowned prestige tattoo conventions only I could ever dream of being at, you know, when was there. And um, I was like, oh, what about all your drawings and stuff? And he was like, threw some, a pack of Sharpies on the table. And he was like, that's it, we'll rock and roll, we'll just see what they want. And with n- nothing, not even a bead of sweat on his face. I was there like palpitations. Like, yeah. And I was just, I, I wasn't even tattooing. I was just there to sell artwork with him and hang out and all that. And I was like, fuck, this guy is this game on, you yeah. know. And he come in and it, the, he was swamped and people were coming in. He'd do that thing where he would just look around the space for a bit. He will draw some kind of movement and then just go at it. And it would just be like about your body, about the flow, knows his craft, all that stuff. Yeah. And he just did these amazing tattoos. And I I'm used to be, I still am, in awe of his process, yeah. you know. And I even like, like, for me I, seeing it on Instagram, like, I'm like, fuck, man, like, there's levels to this. There is levels. There's levels even that, that you would say from, to my level. Mm. My is that if I could, I've been tattooing 15 years and I wish I could do that. Yeah. You know, like that's, it's it's one of those things where there, there's there's tattoo. You know, well, people were arguing about the whole term tattooer and tattoo artists. And yeah. I don't like. To, I don't want to get into that conversation about that because I think that we're all artists. And if you're yeah. creating something that makes someone feel something and someone likes, no matter how minimal or how big it might be, you're still an artist. Yeah. I, I believe it was, if it's made someone feel something, you're good. You, you're good to go. You know, but um. Yeah, he's his art was um, really something that motivated me. Mm. Really, really pushed me to go forward because I was like, "Wow!" Like, there's 
you know, to make something about, I, I knew his life and he was very open with me and we had a lot of conversations um, uh, in person and, and over the phone, especially when I, when I went to New York, he was one of the people that come and picked me up and took me around. And, yeah. You know, it was like, you never leave a guy behind. He was that guy. He was very kind and compassionate, but very fiery and emotional. And, and you can see that in his in his work, especially like his battle damage kind of work it says yeah. you know um but the big murals and all the this stuff that he, he would just pull out and just do i said one time on another podcast but he um when i was in queens he um i went down to see him and he was just again penning on this hand and then he um uh he's lining it all and I'm there, and I remember. I remember specifically the machine choking down a whole load, and I was talking to him about that, and he was giving me some insight to the why why yeah. he likes to do that, why he likes a certain drag, and it was kind of like graffiti and, and all this stuff. And he was like, "Oh, come outside, and I'm going to have a cigarette." And I was there, kind of still like I was very young tattooer at that time, and mm. he had, uh, you know, I was had very imposter syndrome around him. Like, why does this guy want? anything to do with me yeah. you know like at all you know so i was really careful what i said at that point almost like you're you know you're, i was kind of hostage to myself you know don't be yourself fully because yeah. you'll fuck this up yeah, kind you of don't thing. look like an idiot yeah yeah so say something and ask something because you can't bear not to ask but you might expose yourself almost you know so I was, it was very it's quite anxiety yeah. driven really i've never actually told him this but we went outside and um he was smoking a cigarette and then there was a canvas at the back and he was just talking to me and just like we were just normal about what we're going to do tonight. Just picked up this can and just started spraying this like dragon head on there just straight off the thing. And I was there, I was like, fuck. Like, it's, how do you do this? Like, he can't stop. It's like yeah. one of those things like, he can't stop being creative, you know. He, he's immersed himself fully in it. It's in that point, it's in your blood, it's in your feeling, it's in everything that you are. You know, and when do you get to that level? Yeah. You know, when, when does that bit start? When does that bit start? I don't think it starts for a lot of people. I think we all have our own way, and that's the magic of it. Mm. That's what we're saying. We meet Russell, and he's different. We meet Josh. Well, we know Josh, but yeah. he was on the podcast, and his, you know, time. I think we'll do another one with Josh, you know, to talk about yeah. his creative process because I believe that yeah, we'll he went do. into a lot of his stuff, but I think yeah. that. There's a lot to be said because I remember him having a massive jump, you yeah. know, when he comes to the shop. He he really like kicked into gear and yeah. has a style all of his own, you know. Yeah, I really like Josh's style. Yeah, that thing he was doing today with the head and yeah. the moths. Yeah, that was sick. That's really cool. Yeah. And th and then the day before, just um, just do a whole sleeve. Yeah. You know? He's he's a workhorse. Yeah. You know, Josh is like a machine. Eh? Like, yeah. But that's what I mean is you see all these different people in their different creative process and you realize you go, not anyone is wrong. Not mm. anyone is right. They just are. You know, yeah. and if you can be in there, then it's okay. You know, you, you will do well. And that's why people get intimidated to create. But it should just be, it should just be just create and like it. And, yeah. and and go forward with it. If again to what we we're saying before, you can't learn something you're not going to like. You know, are you enjoying it? Yes. Well, that's half the learning. 
you know, I don't, I don't believe you can learn something that you don't want to really learn or like or, yeah. or want to know, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's going to be a, a pretty wild time for those. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool to get some more guests. I liked, I like the format we've got with the guests of like mm. having them explain like it's almost like a like a like a biography, yeah, sort of thing. I've really enjoyed that, yeah, from beginning because I get to see like from the stage of where I'm at, mm. at to where they are now. I'm like, yeah, cool. I I can do this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Hopefully, hopefully in ten fifteen years, sometime someone wants to hear my story. Well, they'll hear it through this. Yeah. It'll be the most documented story, yeah, fuck, really. Yeah. No one will want to hear my yeah. story. <laughs> like, oh, again. Bro, I heard it. <laughs> what have you got? Have you got some tattoos this week? I'm doing um, some Japanese symbols tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Did you get them translated? I spoke to them in depth about making sure that this is exactly what you want. I was like, because I don't speak Japanese. Uh. So to make sure 100% this is exactly how it should be. Mate. And they said that they've learned Japanese and... Okay, that's on them then. Yeah. Yeah. So, but just triple check. Yeah. So because I don't want to be that guy in like five years' time where you come back and like, this means roast beef. Yeah. Dude, I saw one on TikTok where an Arabic guy... Um, or a guy who speaks Arabic, sorry. He, um, he tells people their tattoos that they have written on them. Yeah. And some of them were so bad. Like someone got a tattoo on their neck and it was just Arabic and they're, they're white. Yeah. And, um, it said something like, like a dog piece of shit or something like that. It's like, it, it, it relates to if you had slang, yeah. dog piece of shit. It's just like, hasn't Ariana Grande got something like that as well? Like some symbols or something. Oh, and they're wrong. Yeah, it means like it means like chicken soup. Oh, or no. something. Yeah, I'm sure it's Ariana Grande. I, I think might, it's so funny. Wrong, like, I I think it's funny that like, I've got some symbols on me. I have no idea what they say. That was like the tattoo I got when I was 14. Yeah, yeah. And I just come in and was like. That looks cool. Do you know if it's Chinese or Japanese? Because the woman can translate if you're around the corner. It might be Chinese, you know. I have no idea, mate. It was just a cool picture on the wall. Mm. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we'll chuck all these stars around it. And I was like, I don't want any of that. He's just like, well, say like, we're doing it now. Dragon cabbage. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this is something cool. <laughs> when are you going to set up your machine? Might use it tomorrow, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've got... Um, the battery packs are so expensive. Yeah, I was looking through them uh, yeah. um, yesterday. Some of them were like 350 quid. Damn. I was like, oh, shit. I, I, remember, like, I, do, I do have like a power pack and leads and stuff. There like must be knockoff ones that you can see on Amazon. Yeah. Thinking about it. I remember Jake telling me one time about some... Yeah, I did. I did find some cheaper ones, but I was, I was going to ask you about it first to make sure that they would actually fit on the machine, because there were some it like on one of the big suppliers' websites. Yeah, and they were like between seventy and ninety. Oh, okay. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, but I want to make sure that that will fit on this machine before I drop 90 quid on something that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm. I think it will. Yeah, in, it's, in just, it's just that like RCA. Is it RCA? Yeah, is it is. called? Yeah, I just need yeah, that, yeah. don't I? Yeah, so you might need a you might need a couple depending on the tattoo. Well, I guess that's a liner, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine with the one. But yeah, shall we wrap this up? Shall we go out? Yeah, it's been um, it's been nice to be like just the two of us again for a lot. Yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, it feels really empty in here, especially yeah. like not having the TV on or having stuff to do or remember yeah. or just talk and all that stuff. It was yeah. I hope everyone else has enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I kind of, I think as well, we'll, it it might make sense with the other episodes for us as well to have like, when we have the guests on to then have the recap. Yeah, that's what this feels like. It's kind of like a recap of what we, like our first month of podcasting. Yeah, just our first month. Like Like it's evolving as it goes. And and I guess that's the same thing with our tattoo. And you're going to see, you know, myself and Joe, you know, we're going to be evolving in yeah. this tattoo process and the whole thing. The podcast is going to be evolving at the same time. And, you know, hopefully this turns yeah. into something that really <sighs> harmonizes well in the end. It's also a special day today. Why? Because Why? it is one year today since I started my apprenticeship. Is it? Yeah. See, when I was talking about the feeling of yeah. doing it, and this is it. Well, it congratulations. One, one year today. Wow. I didn't come up on my phone earlier. We'll do, we'll do a really cheesy thumbnail for it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's get out of here then. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks for checking in. See you.